Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 116 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Seals answers your table tennis questions. Because it's Wednesday, we'll be discussing a drill of the week. We'll talk about the world championships, and in the questions, we'll talk about coaching new players, the ready position, and what makes a shot a finisher. Plus, we'll talk about how to deal with losing cheap points. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Supercoach Alois Rosero is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Good morning, Jeff, and uh, it's been a, a good night in table tennis. The first uh, rounds of the um, men's singles and um, women's singles at the World Championships, and uh, yeah, some interesting, interesting results happening. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, let's get in and talk about some of these, Alois. Yeah, so I, I think so. In the in the men's singles, I think one of the one of the highlights for me is that there are five choppers left in in the uh, uh, second round of the uh, men's singles. So, um, Panagiotis from uh, Greece, Jusei Hyuk, Chen Wei Jing, uh, Muramatsu from Japan, and uh, the Hungarian Patantius, um, all all left in the second round of the of the men's singles. Five choppers. I don't think we've seen that for a little while. So, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit um, last week about are choppers making a bit of a comeback? Well, you know, maybe, maybe. May It'll be just interesting to see how far these five can go. Yeah, it's impressive, isn't it, to see some choppers back? Um, so uh, what other news? Um, Ma Long and Timo Bowl, a great doubles pairing. How did they fare? Yeah, well, as we said, they had a tough, tough draw. So coming up in the second round against Zhu Xin and Zhang Zikou, took the first two games, but then went down four-two. So um, it just—I was just watching uh, some of the uh, some of the match back on ITTV. Um, it was—it was good to see. I mean, uh, some fantastic table tennis, good rallies. Um, but in the end, I think that the Chinese pairing just a little bit strong in the in the overall rally, just uh, just the, the firepower on um, of uh, Zhang Zikou and Zhu Xin, and you know again the left hand right hand combination uh, works really well. So I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Um, and you know we talked a lot about the um, the seedings for the doubles and and how difficult it is to do, and. You know, to, to bear that out, the number one seeds, uh, uh, Chen Hung Chia and Wang Sheng Sheng from Taipei, uh, went down. So they're out and lost to a Polish pair, uh, Dijus and, and Gorak from Poland. So, yeah, number one seeds out. Also, um, the winners from the last world championships, or the, so the current title holders, the other Taipei, Taipei pair, gone. So, wow, so um, I guess that opens up the field then. Now, I wonder, subconsciously, does Ma Long play a little bit off his best when playing against the Chinese pair? Yeah, it's always it's always hard to tell, isn't it? But, uh, I mean, it, it, looked, it looked like he was putting in good effort. Um, but, yeah, subconsciously somewhere maybe, you know. And um, so Liu Goliang is in the Chinese corner. Um, Jörg Roth's off in Ma Long and Timo Bowles' corner. So, you know, Lugo Liang knows a fair bit about Ma Long. Um, you know, surely uh, was able to tie him up in, in some way. 
There you go. Oh, well, interesting results. Um, yeah, so I guess we look forward to more matches tomorrow. Yes, so, yeah, so more matches continuing on the 29th, so which is Wednesday. Um, yeah, the next round of singles and doubles. So, yeah, it'll be all interesting again. And, gee, I mean, you know, this ITTV with eight channels, you know, it's a little bit confusing. I don't know which channel to watch. I, I sort of get on, have a look at the draw and think, oh, that, that looks all right. And you, you're keeping up with the live scoring and you're switching between, you know, you, you end up, watching all eight channels and trying to work out which um, which match is best to watch. So, uh, yes, a certain, certainly a, a nice um, uh, problem to have, you know, which which table tennis match do you watch? Absolutely. Good work um, from the ITTF there. All right, Alois. Um, in a related note, uh, yesterday's Pink Sealers question of the day was, what was your favourite match of the day at the World Championships? Yeah, so I think for me, first up that uh, or that doubles the doubles uh, second round between Bol Marlong, Zhang Zikur, and Zhu Xin, just because you know I think it it's close to being the final. Um, you know, I think both of those pairs, given different draws, could have made the final. So um, yeah, for me that was the match, the highlight match of the day. What about you, Jeff? Did you very good? Have, have um, yeah. I mean, just from an Australian point of view, uh, David Powell's uh, match, unfortunately, he went down, but um, always good to see an Australian in the main draw. So well done to David Powell. Yeah, so he played Chiang uh, Hung Xia from uh, Taipei, who, who was the number one seed for the, uh, for the doubles, and went down 4-1, um, took the third game 11-9, lost the second game 11-9. So, you know, competitive and really good to see um, uh, from David Powell. From the Australian point of view, Indeed. and the other, the other, the other interesting thing, um, I know we've got a lot of uh, viewers from India. So three Indians making it through to uh, to round two in the men's singles. So they're they're all in the bottom, um, you know, bit of the draw too. So they're all in there together. Um, they'll all have tough next matches, but you know, if they end up getting through, they end up playing each other. So you never know. There you go. All right. Um, so the Pink Sealers question of the day is, what is your favourite drill? So let us know when you're training, what is your favourite drill? Just go to the website, pinkseals.com, click on the blog link and leave a note to let us know. And Alice, that moves us on because it's Wednesday, it's Drill of the Week. And today we're talking about the Pink Skills drill. Yeah, so... So this is a drill that I like. Um, it's it's a four-ball drill, and it's quite complex to start off with, so it's probably not something you do as a, as a first drill when you're starting off. But um, the ping skills drill is you, you're playing a backhand from the backhand corner, forehand from the middle, then a backhand from the backhand corner, and then you move out wide to your forehand to play the fourth ball. So it's one, two, three, four. Um, I like this drill because there's... Um, a bit of switching involved, and, and it's really game-like, you know. So it's making the decision um, between playing that ball in the middle there and trying to u- utilise your forehand when you can, and then also being able to move out wide. It's also good for being able to um, hold your balanced position, so being able to be in that balanced position so that you can play on both sides evenly. So, yeah, so that's why I like the ping skills drill. and It's a drill that you should um, give a try, 
and try to utilize it in your in your training um, sessions. So uh, we've got a free download of all the training drills. And if you look on there, um, you can go through and pick out the drills that you want to use in your training session. But give the ping skills drill a try. Absolutely. And like you said, yeah, um, our premium members can access the training secrets videos, which go through drills and how they're helpful. It's a really good section to help you improve your game. So if you're not a premium member, consider joining. Not only do we have the training secrets, we've got um, serving secrets, receiving secrets, a 52-week training plan plus related masterclasses, all sorts of things to help you improve your game. So try out the premium membership at pingskills.com. Um, the other thing with this drill, Alois, although it is quite complicated, like you said, the um, it, for a four-ball drill, it actually ends up being quite simple because there's not a lot of movement, but it does get you into that switching. And because the first two balls are close together, you get a chance to recover. So try it out and um, you'll see what I mean. But, yeah, really good drill. All right, um, let's move on to the questions, Alois. Um, first up, we have a question from Brock, who's jumped on and used the Google Q&A app to ask a question, which anyone can do by going to plus.google.com slash plus ping skills. Now, Brock says, do you have any tips on different serves that I can do in variations? Yeah, so uh, Brock, there's billions of serves that you can try. So one of the things to to develop your serve is just a, a bit of experimentation. So, so throw your bat at the ball in a different way. See, see what works. Um, and you might come up with something different, but there, I mean, some of the, some of the serves that we talk about are the pendulum serve, the tomahawk serve, the backhand serve, um, the reverse pendulum serve, the reverse tomahawk serve. So there's, there's lots and lots of serves out there. Um, but it's a matter of finding one that suits your your game and gives you back the ball that you're looking for as well. So um, yeah, give give, uh, give a few of those serves a try and see how you go, Brocky. Excellent. And if someone hasn't really done a lot of serving before, um, I guess the tomahawk, the backhand, and the pendulum are all good serves to learn. Yeah, they're probably the, the three that, that you'd start with. Um, and then, then you could try a few of the reverse um, serves as well. So, yeah, give, give those three a try. Perfect. All right. Uh, next up, question from Nigel. Nigel says, I help out at a coaching session for youngsters. A new girl started, and all she seems interested in is hitting the ball flat and hard. I try and suggest the salute action and play the ball with a little less force, but she is not happy. Any suggestions? Yeah, difficult one, Nigel, difficult. Um, so first up, you've got to understand that these kids um, aren't necessarily on the same page as you um, with, with the coaching. Um, let, them, let them have a little bit of you know, freedom with what they want to do. Hopefully she will start to come to some realisations that what you're telling her is the right way to go and the right way to improve. You know, maybe throwing her into some games um, and letting her play some games and, and letting her play some, some of the better players and seeing that um, uh, what she's doing doesn't hold up in a game situation. Um, but also just like encourage that consistency. I wouldn't even bother with the salute or the 
um, the proper forehand technique to start off with. I'd focus on getting the ball on the table and trying to just encourage it to build confidence in getting the ball on the table a few times. Um, now, you said that she doesn't like just being consistent. She wants to hit the ball hard. Set up some um, challenges for her. You know, um, Use the consistency chart that we have on the site. Draw up uh, how many times that she or how many balls that she gets on the table in a row um, in this session. Next session, get her to try and beat that score. So just those simple sort of things just to um, try to focus her on what you're trying to focus on as well. But ultimately, don't push too hard because, um, I mean, one, you're going to frustrate yourself, and two, you, I mean, if, if you're just trying to force her to do something, she's just going to say, oh, I don't really want to play, and then she's not going to be playing in six months. You, I mean, yeah, preserve your, yourself as well. You know, don't get too frustrated with, um, with those sort of players. Just let them play a little bit. Let them develop if they... I mean, if in six months' time she's still playing, then you've done a great job. Excellent advice there, Alois. Yeah. Um, It can be difficult not to get too involved, but um, pretty sound advice there. So good luck with that, Nigel. Hopefully that helps you out in your situation. And well done for um, helping out coach the youngsters. All right. Next question is from Guy. And Guy says... What is the most effective height of the arm for being ready for the ball so I can hit the ball as low as possible? Should my arm be at the same height as the table, below the table, above the table? Yeah, so, um, so Guy, the, the thing is um, you need to react to what type of ball's coming to you. So we show you in our um, lessons on the strokes the starting position for each shot. So... If you're thinking about um, a forehand counter hit, for example, our starting position is down beside us around about at hip height to to be able to play that shot. Um, If you're thinking about blocking, then perhaps you want to get the ball up, the bat up a little bit higher so you can come forward. But it's more about just uh, executing your shots correctly with the correct starting position. So so take a look through our strokes and techniques section and have a look at the different starting positions we've got for each of the strokes. They're really crucial to making sure the stroke itself uh, is correct and that you're doing the stroke correctly. So, yeah, uh, my best advice would be to go through the strokes and techniques section and just go through some of those lessons. All right, excellent. So try that out, Guy, and let us know if it helps you out. Next up is a question from Romeo. And Romeo asks, what makes a shot a finisher? I've arrived to the conclusion that three things make a shot powerful. Speed, spin, and placement. I think there is more to it than these three things. Are there any other factors that makes a shot powerful? Yeah, so so when we're talking about powerful, I, I'm, I'm reading that uh, it's the most effective shot that you're looking for. So those three things that you've identified are the three main things, speed, spin, and placement. Now, one common fallacy that we, that we see a lot is that more speed is better, more spin is better. Not necessarily. Sometimes, if you play a slower shot 
with less spin, it can be more effective or more powerful. So um, thinking about each shot, each particular situation that you're in, where your opponent is, what you've done previously, there's lots and lots of things to think about. But if you're varying the spin, speed, and placement of a stroke, then you're going to start to make your strokes more effective. If you always play fast, your opponent's going to get used to that. If you always play with a whole lot of spin, your opponent's going to get used to that. If you always play to the same position, your opponent's going to get used to that. So it's a variation, so varying the spin, varying the speed, and varying where you're hitting the ball to, the placement, um, is what makes your strokes effective or more powerful. Indeed. And I guess the most extreme example of a shot that's not powerful but is really effective would be the drop shot. If your opponent's way back in the back of the court and you just do a little drop shot and win the point. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good one, Jeff, because, yes, it, it hasn't got a lot of power as far as speed or um, spin to it. But um, the placement is the thing that um, wins you the point because it's, it's close to the net. So just that variation of those things will make, will make you a better table tennis player. Great. All right. Excellent question, Romeo, and good to see you thinking about these things. Um, it really helps you to improve. So keep up the good work, Romeo. Uh, next up is a question from Ilya, who's also jumped online, used the Google Q&A app. So thanks for doing that. We love getting questions live on the show. Now, Ilya says, I don't get frustrated when an opponent outsmarts or overpowers me. But when I lose cheap points, it drives me mad, especially when the ball was high. I was in position and I missed the table. It makes me feel like all of my training is wasted. How do I cope with that? <laughs> yes, that, that, that is frustrating, isn't it? But it's, it's just a matter of becoming a little bit more consistent with um, all of your shots. Sometimes uh, we try too hard, you know. So in that previous question we talked about um, trying to play <clears throat> or, or playing fast all the time. Sometimes when you've got an opportunity and the ball's high and we, we, the eyes light up and we try to hit the ball too hard, so sometimes it's just a matter of getting that ball on the table a little bit more. And it can be frustrating if you miss easy, easy shots or shots that you consider to be easy. But it's just perseverance. you just got to keep working on it, keep going with, um, with what you're doing, keep trying to um, improve that little area of your game. It'll get better, um, but don't... Um, yeah, try not to get frustrated. I mean, everyone makes those easy mistakes. I mean, you you have a look at, you know, five minutes of the World Championships and you'll see players getting frustrated with themselves because they're missing what they consider to be easy balls. So it happens. It happens. It's just trying to reduce the number of um, simple errors that you make in a match situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, in this situation, for me, when I miss the high ball, to avoid getting frustrated... I would kind of think in my head, hold on, you've played that point really perfectly. You've got into a great position. You would have won that point if you just hadn't made that last smash. So so take all the positives. If you keep playing like that and getting into that position every point, you're going to win the match. So I kind of try to turn around, it, turn the situation into a positive and say, look, you've done everything right. Okay, you missed the last one, but you know, you're on the right track. Keep going with that style of play. 
nice philosophy, Jeff. I like it. But yeah, that's a that's a really good way of looking at it and turning um, and turning it into a positive. Excellent. All right. So, Ilya, try try that. Try and turn it into a positive, and try to stay calm and think think of all the good things that um, happened in the point. Thanks for the question, and good luck with that situation in the future. All right, that wraps up episode 116. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, Don't forget to visit pingskills.com, and if you haven't, sign up for our free newsletter. Make sure you try out the Ping Skills Drill of the Week and check out some table tennis on ITTV. Check out the World Championships. Thanks for watching, and thank you, Alloys. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. And, uh, yeah, these eyes are going to get worse and worse over the next week, I can see, because um, you're going to be trying to catch as much of the World Championships as I can. All right, see you tomorrow. All right, see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.